I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. Did they really ask that? Flight attendants reveal the stupid questions passengers ask them. More on this after Bon Jovi. Oh, that could be the same track for getting through January. Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Happy 1st of February. Sinead Brazel here with you. Happy St. Bridget's Day as well. Hope you are keeping well this morning. It is great to see the first day of spring. Oh, yeah. And... Last night in Dundalk, they heralded the arrival with spring of spring and St. Bridget in true spectacle. Oh, wow. It was stunning. I haven't been in person to see this, but I saw it on LMFM's Facebook and social media. It is the Bridget 1500 light installation. It's the Northern Lights installation. And what a spectacle. It promised it wouldn't disappoint. And my goodness me, they held up their promise. It was unreal. Unreal. So do make it your business to pay it a visit over the weekend. It's the bank holiday weekend as well. So we've got plenty of time and I definitely will be heading to Market Square in Dundalk to check that out. Well done to everybody involved in that. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. And what a fitting way to celebrate and kickstart all of the celebrations. By the way, visit loud.ie is where you're going to find all the information of everything that's going on. It's a jam-packed programme of events that is happening to celebrate St. Bridget. Now, As well as that, it is a lovely bank holiday weekend and some people might be jetting off. Yes, well, flight attendants have now revealed some of the downright ridiculous questions passengers have asked them while flying over the last few years. Now, I will be that person that's like, is this gate whatever? Is this for flight whatever number? Is this go? I will be that person because I just have a bit of a fear about maybe getting on the wrong flight or whatever so that is definitely me and I will probably be at the right gate going is this whatever I can understand that one I'm going to let that one slide because there's probably people like me that are very kind of over anxious about getting to the right gate so you know that's a given but things like this how can I open the window I kid you not on a flight how can I open the window right that's one do you have a private bathroom here No, this is probably Ryanair, first of all. It's going to be the cheap seats, you know what I mean? Um, Definitely that's not going to be it. Uh, This is a great one. We're heading on holiday, (laughs) obviously, to Lanzarote, this person asked on the way on to the flight. We're just wondering, could we use the slide to get off the plane? The The emergency 
inflatable slide. This person wanted to kickstart the fun and games and festivities of their holiday to Lanzarote by asking, could they use the slide to get off the plane? I mean, really, people. One flight attendant said one woman asked her if she could be moved away from some oxygen bottles. All right. Because apparently she was allergic to oxygen. Okay. <laughs> like, how do you respond to that as a flight attendant? I mean, seriously. This is a great one. I'd say flight attendants get this one the whole time. Can you tell my connecting flight to wait for me? Well, no, we're 30,000 feet in the air, so that's going to be problematic. Also, I don't know where your flight is or do I care? You're on this flight now. That's my main concern. Oh, I'd say you have to have the patience of a saint being a flight attendant. If there's any flight attendants listening or any former flight attendants listening, have you ever been asked these questions? What are the stupid questions have people asked you? Let me know. 086 1800 658. What about us? Pink, what about us? What about the flight attendants? Steph has been on 086 1800 658. Former flight attendant here, she says, uh, you forgot, have you joined the Mile High Club? Uh, yeah, I would say that definitely has been asked to more than, more than once, I would say, on a flight as well. Uh, but she does say that passengers are usually quite nice. We get a lot of chocolates, got a lot of, uh, you know, gift cards and some tips during the holidays. Oh, that's great. I've never thought to tip a, a flight attendant or give them like a box of chocolates or something. Is that like, you know, if you're regularly flying, like say if you're somebody in business and you're flying like to London all the time and you see the same people, is it in that scenario or do people randomly bring chocolates on a flight just going to Lanzarote or whatever for the summer? Hmm, interesting. Thank you so much for that one, Steph. By the way, I do have a little hack for you. If you are booking your holiday that you'll want to hear, I'll give you the details of that. And I have music from Anne-Marie Shania Twain coming up. Oh. 11 to 1 show. Paul in Navin has been on an 086-1800-658. Thanks for reaching out, Paul. He says he works for the airport. So like that, he says, I deal with several passengers every day. A passenger unfortunately went to the totally the wrong gate. Oh yeah, look, that could be me, you know. And needed to get to the correct gate. When she asked, can you call the pilot for me? I pretty much lost it, I would say. Lost it there, Paul. Can you call the pilot there now? I'm just at the wrong gate. (laughs) I mean, I know. (laughs) I can see to an extent, you know, the impulse to say that. But would you actually ask that question? Yeah. Keep them coming in. Anyone who works in the airport. Ridiculous questions people have asked you in the airport. Or flight attendants, we want to hear from you as well. Stupid questions passengers have asked you. 86 658 Anne-Marie Shania Twain with Unhealthy. It's competition time now. Kells Musical Society's funniest panto ever. It's called The Pied Piper and it's taking place in Kells Theatre. It starts next Thursday, the 8th of February and continues Friday the 9th and then Saturday uh, the 10th as well, sorry, and Sunday the 11th of February. Then the following week, the Friday 16th, Saturday 17th and Sunday 18th. Admission is for adults 13 euro, teens are 11 euro and children 9 euro. I have a pair of tickets up for grabs today. All you have to do is answer this very simple question. What animal 
or what did the is it an animal what did the Pied Piper rid the town of was it A cats or was it B rats so what did the Pied Piper rid the town of in the story was it A cats B rats for your chance to win 086 1800 658 Brian Kennedy, a better man. She's hoping it's going to make her a better woman. Imagine getting rejected every day from companies where you are seeking employment. Well, Taryn DeVere tells us why she has turned to rejection for therapy. Next. The 11 to 1 show. Imagine heading off for your first day of a brand new job that you're very excited about only to be told an hour into being at your new office that they were in fact letting you go due to a funding issue. Now many people might be angry, frustrated and downright anxious but my first guest decided to turn this situation into a learning experience and she's hopeful it's going to lead to something positive. She's turned to something called rejection therapy and from this was inspired to create a challenge where every day she pitches a new idea to a company or organisation in the hopes of one day landing a dream job. I had to find out more about this activist, social media influencer and professional joy bringer and I think the most colourful person in Ireland, Taryn DeVere is back with me on 11 to 1. Good morning, Taryn. Hi, Sinead. How are you getting on to sm- this morning? I'm brilliant. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, before we talk about this, I want to talk a little bit about um, how you felt one hour into a job that you were very excited about, only to discover that you no longer had a job. Yes. So that was obviously a bit of a shock. Um, But I tend to have a bit of an approach in life that things happen for me rather than to me. So I had a kind of a couple of minutes of like heart fluttery kind of thudding chest thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then I thought, look, this is happening for me. It's not happening to me, which means that it's all happening for some reason that's going to work out amazing for me. I <laughs> that's love kind of that. just my approach to life. I love that. And that's something that we should all actually take on board because you're right. So often we have situations like this that completely knock us off our feet and we sort of wallow in it and go, why me? But I love that you've spun this in a completely positive way. But talk to me about rejection therapy. Where did you discover this and how does rejection therapy actually work? So um, I'm I'm mad into TikTok. You know, I've just kind of I'm a bit obsessed with it in the last couple of months. And uh, I was following this woman who there's a whole thing called rejection uh, rejection therapy mm. and people go and do all these different kind of tasks. And they're, they're generally fairly kind of meaningless tasks and I think they're a bit time wasty. But the point is that you're, you're going to get a rejection and you, you, you sort of build up your tolerance to getting rejection, oh. which kind of builds your confidence to be able to ask for more and greater things. And um, so I was kind of familiar with that, but then I saw this woman who had used rejection therapy as a tool to try and apply for jobs that she was not remotely qualified for. Oh, I love and she it. ended up at like 19 getting offered this amazing job on a really huge salary. <laughs> and, so, and then so whenever I kind of got home from my job that wasn't a job, um, which was supposed to be as a marketing manager, and then, you know, they found out that the head office had said no to the manager that they didn't have the funds to employ okay. a marketing manager in-house. And um, so I, I got home and I just thought, well, what if I could use this rejection therapy and create my own rejection challenge and just pitch every day for 30 days for some kind of dream job? 
And I am like, I'm, I'm a multi-passionate. So yeah. I'm really interested in lots of different areas. It's not, I'm not kind of a specialist in one particular area. Mm-hmm. I have lots of different transferable skills. And so I, I have been, yeah, putting out a proposal or a pitch to a different organization or person or business every day and sharing um, my pictures and proposals on social media as well. Which are really brilliant, by the way. And I've been watching this with such interest. So you're on day 10 uh, at this stage. So today is day 10. So how are things going so far? Have you received lots of rejections? No, um, I've only got two rejections so far. Okay. Um, So I... Uh, pitched um, to Jameson because I had an existing kind of relationship with Jameson mm-hmm. and uh, I pitched to them a campaign idea and the marketing manager came back to me and he said that he, he really liked the images that I created. They were really interesting and he was going to forward it on to the events team and he would let me know if any there was any vacancies coming up. So that was really nice of him to get back to me about that. Yeah. And um, then I kind of, I went off on a bit of a tangent. I had this idea. I thought, what do I like doing you know mm. what's one of the things I like doing and who doesn't like staying in luxury accommodation oh yeah so then I thought well, how do you <laughs> so I created a business called uh, Mystery Stayers and I I thought it was such a good idea that I bought the domain and then I built a website <laughs> um, and I created a like pitch deck proposal for hotels and the idea is that hotels would um, employ me or somebody who works for me uh, to go in and do a range of, of checks on their accommodation and all the different services that they offer oh, and uh, make sure that they're all to a high standard and just point out any areas where something might be could be improved on. And like that was based in me having a background in hospitality consultancy. Yeah. So I ha- that is something I have done in my past. So each of the things... Each of the things I've been pitching and proposing are things that I have experience in, things that I think that I actually could do and bring value to those organisations or businesses. Yeah, and the thing about this is because you strike me as somebody that's not going to be, you know, I don't think you're going to be at your full potential in an office nine to five, Taryn. You're like a multi-talented person that has lots of different strands to them. So maybe this was the universe's way of going, actually, Taryn, we're going to get you lots of different, you know, part-time kind of roles that's going to fulfil you, I suppose, which I think could be something. Um, And I'm loving that idea, by the way, if you need a mystery stare, if this takes off, you know, I'll suffer. (laughs) I'll suffer for you, Taryn. Do you know what I mean? I will do that. So many, so many messages from people offering to be my employees. <laughs> I could absolutely see that. And, you know, you're posting about the activity every day on social media, which adds another element to this. It's great for me, you know, watching and getting inspired by this. But you are kind of putting yourself out there. It's a very vulnerable thing to do. How has that aspect of it been for you? Yeah, it is. It is a really interesting thing because, um, it's really stretched me a lot and it's made me go very far outside my comfort zone. Like I, I literally am kind of pressing sand and then having this big heart palpitation of like, oh my God, who do I think I am to be pitching mm. these organizations? And how, oh my God, how am I having the audacity to do this? You know, I'm realizing that imposter syndrome is, yeah. is sitting there lurking underneath. And so that's been really interesting. And then there's just this whole vulnerability piece as well around the actual public telling of what Mm. my innermost dreams and desires are, like what are the dream jobs and things I'd love to do. And putting myself out there in a public way by sharing my journey is also, it makes me feel like quite exposed in one sense. But I also understand that 
through feeling exposed and vulnerable is where the joy lies. Like yeah. when you get to the other side of that, amazing things tend to happen in, in my experience. Yes, and I've no doubt they will. And, you know, the, the some of the ideas, as we've, as we've mentioned there, have been absolutely brilliant. I have to ask you, or is it a secret, what can we expect on the Instagram today for today's challenge? So today's challenge, um, I, I've kind of been making them up as I go along. So yeah. I do have a bit of a list with some ideas, but I certainly don't have 30. So it's sort of like each day I think, well, what, what would be my dream job today? What what do I love doing? So then I thought, oh, I, lo- I really love reading. Like, mm. How could I make that a career? So today's is um, that I would like a, a literary agency or a publishing house to employ me as a slush pile reader. Ooh. You know how people, the, the slush pile is all the yeah. manuscripts they get sent uh, and then somebody has to read them and decide whether or not they should go up to the literary agent's desk. Yes. And I thought, yeah, I could definitely do that. And I have a very broad kind of range of interests in terms of my reading habits as well. And, you know, I can read, which is a, it's a basic requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, like you would, I feel like you could be, you know, you would fight for somebody that has a fantastic story as well. I think that you would you would bring an awful lot of energy to that. You really would. Um, and in terms of, you know, the, the, the outcome of this, so you're going to do this hopefully for 30 days. Um, are you hopeful that, you know, something positive will come out of the whole experience? Something positive already has come out of the whole experience oh, because it's made me push myself and do things and pitch for things that I have been, some of the things I've been thinking about for years but just felt too afraid to actually go for it. Mm. And at least now I can say I tried, I, I went for it, I, I pitched my ideas to these people and if they don't want my ideas, that's okay. I mean, the whole framing and premise of a rejection challenge is that the goal is to get rejections and so, like, it's it's taken away the kind of sting and the painfulness that I might have felt if I had have done this without that sort of premise. Yeah. Um, so it's I did I got a rejection from a Hollywood celebrity. Um, <gasps> oh, tell, so can I you tell us like a little bit about who that Hollywood celebrity might be? Like a clue, Taryn. Well, it's an Irish Hollywood celebrity okay. that I know, and um, so I like I kind of know them, and so I reached out to them. I don't want to tell tell them because celebrities yeah. are so precious about their um, confidentiality and mm-hmm. their their private lives, and and I don't want to put her in a position where she feels pressured as well. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I reached out to her and said, "Look, I'd love to, I'd love to style like a Hollywood celebrity in charity shop." <laughs> yes, because you're very passionate about sustainable style. Yes, I, I am. Super. I am. And I thought, like, who will say yes to this? But she was so lovely. She actually sent me a voice note back. Um, and she said that she she knows about rejection challenges. And she <laughs> said that she um, does them herself. Wow. And that she, she said, so I am going to reject you. But she said, it's just a no for now. And she said that was because she's filming at the moment and she's not actually attending any events. Okay. But that she might come back to me. So oh, I thought it was lovely promising. that she even took the time to reply to me. I thought it was, was a lovely thing. Yes, and she knows and uses this idea of rejection, which is really, really interesting because I think like that, it's for people particularly who are in the creative sphere, this is very useful. You know, if you're an actor, if you're an artist, if you're working in that sphere, you're going to face an awful lot of rejection. If you're an author as well, this is going to be something that you're coming across all of the time. So it's a really, really good thing. And what I loved at the start of this challenge, what you said was, and this is really good to keep with people who might be going for, you know, ambitious or 
your dream jobs. You posed a question where it was, you know, if failure wasn't an option, what would I be doing? And I think this is a really good thing, a really good tool for people to kind of get, you know, the cogs going. Where am I in my life? What do I want to actually be doing? And what am I putting in my way that may not actually be in my way at all? So I think that's absolutely fantastic to put that out there as well. Taryn, I, I can't understand why these companies won't hire you. I mean, your energy, <laughs> vibrancy, abundance of creativity is, is great. I've no doubt you will get hired, though. And whoever does hire you is going to be very lucky. But I want to say the best of luck with the rest of this challenge. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much tonight. Thank you. Thanks a million. Taryn Devere there. You can follow her rejection challenge. She's on Instagram. Uh, You can follow her there just at Taryn Devere. Kelly Clarkson, Stronger on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now going back to 2004 and a very embarrassing wardrobe malfunction. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2004, it's a wardrobe malfunction for Janet Jackson where her breast was exposed during the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And today is St. Bridget's Day. Yes, it's the traditional festival marking the beginning of spring, always held on the 1st of February. And it's very, very special for us here in Ireland. It's the arrival of spring, but also it is to celebrate St. Bridget. So it's about kind of re-emerging after the months of darkness. So St. Bridget's Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Still to come on 11 to 1, she's moved from Minnesota to Mornington, which is a story in itself, but she had a burning ambition to be a published author. Now she is, and her first book, Irish Fireworks, is going to be released to the world. We're going to be meeting Kat Walker and I'll have your TV recommendations. The 11 to 1 show Another chance to win tickets for Kells Musical Society Panto that's on the way What is love? Of an LMFM's 11 to 1 Now it's another chance for you to win Oh listen, what's going on there now? That's not what I want That's not the music Stop, ah stop, ah stop now No, 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 this is the music There we go <laughs> Kells Musical Society Funniest panto ever The Pied Piper It is happening in Kells Theatre It starts next Thursday the 8th of Feb And continues on Friday the 9th And then Saturday the 10th And Sunday the 11th of February Also the following week Friday 16th Saturday 17th And Sunday 18th of February The admission is for adults 13 euro Teens 11 euro and children are just 9 euro. All you have to do to win a pair of tickets on the show today is answer this question. What did the Pied Piper rid the town of? Was it A, cats or was it B, rats? Very easy. Answers please to 086-1800-658 and we'll pick a winner for those tickets towards the end of the show. So what did, did the Pied Piper rid the town of? Was it A, cats or B, rats? Now time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Lashana Lynch, who plays Rita Marley in the new biopic film Bob Marley, One Love, revealed that his family were so supportive during the filmmaking process. 
The film was created in partnership with the Marley family with Rita Marley and his children Ziggy Marley and Sadella Marley being producers on the project. Lashana has described his family as incredible. As human beings, they're pretty incredible and they really, really stood by us and encouraged me and, and just trusted me. Honestly, I thought that I'd come in and they, you know, there would be obviously some question with some decisions I'm making or anything. They could have questioned anything, but really they were just so supportive and have been. And they've just, yeah, beautiful people. A documentary about Celine Dion that follows her battle with stiff person syndrome is in the works. She said that she wants to help others who share the diagnosis. We caught up with Brian Cranston and Bryce Dallas Howard for their new spy movie, Argyle. They talked to us about the buzz on set. The thing that's really exciting is to see how actors go about things differently. I learned so much as a director watching Sam Rockwell work. So much, so much, and immediately applied it. Because it's it's you get to see kind of what circumstance brings the best out of someone who's already a really elite player. And um, and I think that's what you hope for as a director. You know, you just want the actors to just bring their best. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now back to the music. Here's Hosier. On LMFM's 11 to 1, I have met somebody new and she's in studio with me right now. I'm very excited to chat to Kat Walker. She's from Minnesota originally, but moved to Mornington. I just have been gifted in hand here. I'm very excited. Her very first novel, it's called Irish Fireworks. She's had a long ambition to be a published author. Now it's become a reality. We're going to meet Kat and talk about the book next. The 11 to 1 show. My next guest's ambition of becoming a published author has become a reality. Her debut novel, It Is Due to Hit Shelves Tomorrow, it's called Irish Fireworks and it's described as a drama mixed with crime and a little romance and it tells the story of the O'Briens, a family of dedicated firefighters from Chicago who find themselves fighting more than just the flames as they become entangled in the crime world. The book is due as well to be launched in Academy Books, Southgate and Drogheda at the end of the month, the 22nd of this month and I'm delighted to have author Kat Walker. She's from Mornington. She's in studio with me now. Good afternoon. How are you getting on, Kat? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Now, judging from that beautiful accent, you were not born and raised in Mornington. You're from Minnesota. Tell us about yourself and how you arrived in Ireland. <laughs> well, um, it's kind of a nice story. Um, so I have always wanted to come to Ireland as a, as a vacationer. And I came in 2006 on my own for a three-week vacation. And at the end of the vacation, I met my husband, and that's all she wrote. And I moved here in January 2007. Wow. So whirlwind romance, but 17 years on, and we're still happily married and happily together. Amazing. So you came, first of all, I'm picking up on a couple of things there. Number one, the solo holiday, which I have absolutely no confidence to do whatsoever. <laughs> uh, secondly, the fact that so towards the end of the holiday. So how did you guys meet? Like, where was where did the romance spark? So, um... Originally, I wasn't coming on my own. Yeah. Um, I have a twin sister. Okay. And she was supposed to come with me, but her husband was in the military at the time and he was going to be deployed. So she had to back out. And instead of rescheduling, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on my own. And it was it was a leap of faith on my part. To, oh, geez, I've never done anything like that. But I absolutely loved it. But I was at a party a couple of weeks before I went and I met a girl, a lady. 
I was telling her about my trip, and she said, I'm going hiking in Glacier National Park next week with a guy from Ireland. No I'll, I'll introduce you in case you have any problems. Yeah. And so that's all that happened. I, we exchanged some emails. He gave me a phone number. And then I kind of put it aside because it was kind of a goal to, I'm, I can do this on my own. I, yeah. I don't need anybody. If I run into a problem, it's nice to have a, a contact. Yeah. So at the end of the trip, I ended up in Dublin. And I called him, and he took me out with two wingmen because he wasn't sure if what I was like. Um, <laughs> and he just took me out for some drinks and dancing, and that was about it. That was on Thursday night. Um, Friday, he met me for half a day, took me to Glendalock, and then met me that night with still one of his wingmen, and I flew out the next day. We started emailing each other. Um, he came to Minnesota in December, so that was October. And then December, he came and visited me in Minnesota, and we said, this is it. And I moved here in January. Amazing. Like yeah. that is the next novel. I'm yeah. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I mean? what a great story. I love that. And had your sister gone with you on that trip, you may not have ever needed him. You wouldn't have had the contact. I mean, the universe works in really mysterious ways. That is such a lovely, lovely story. Um, so was it a bit of a culture shock, though, initially, like leaving America be- behind and your life there and coming and settling here? Um. A little bit. I couldn't work until after we got married, so course, I was yeah. twiddling my thumbs for a while. Um, and, you know, you would have thought, oh, on my own, I can do all this writing, but probably didn't write as much as I would have liked to, which really surprised me. I thought, oh, I'll be just banging out books, but it didn't really work that way. I was more, didn't know what to do with myself, mm-hmm. had to learn the culture. And it is, it is different. It's similar in a lot of ways, but it's different in that, you know, I'd ask my husband, where do I go for something that I would have known where to go? Yes, in Minnesota. of course. Yeah. And he'd so I have no clue, Kathy. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trial and error. But yeah. But but this is home now. Absolutely. This is home. And, and you, t- you talk about writing and, and, and lashing out the books. Was writing something that was always a passion, even from like a very young age as a, as a child? Yes, yes. I I almost don't remember not having a story in my head. My mom used to have a fun game on um, summer holidays or summer nights when it was really hot out and she'd make up a story and then we might make up a story to tell her as well. And and so that storytelling kind of came early in my life. I love that. Yeah. And um, funny enough, I saw, I found a, lot, a little story my dad had written when he was a, a junior high person or no younger. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, and my pen name actually is kind of a nod to my parents. Oh, very good. Um, because my dad was a radio announcer for a short period of time. Fantastic. And my maiden name is White Polish Long. And um, his online heir was Bob Walker. No way. So kind of a nod to daddy. That, that is lovely. And and I love that you've had this rich storytelling sort of throughout the family. I think that's been absolutely fantastic. So talk to me then about this ambition, because, you know, you have the regular job like the rest of us, but you find time to, to write in, in the evening times and, and at, at weekends and stuff. But it's always been the dream to, to actually be published. But what is that like? Because it's a tricky one, Kat. It is. It's, it's a hard road, isn't it? It is. It is. I did, you know, when you first write, you think, oh, you just send it to a publisher and Bob's your uncle and you're done. Yeah. No. So um, first thing you have to do is you have to figure out what are you writing? Because it depends on the publisher what they're accepting. So you have to know a a novel is at least 40,000 words. Wow. Okay. Um, You also have to know what genre you are writing in to know who to send it to. 
Next, you have to say, well, do I want to go directly to publishers or do I want to go through an agent? Mm -hmm. Now, I thought at first I'd go through an agent with a different novel than this one. Yeah. And that in itself is hard. They're either not taking on new writers yeah. or and you you reach out to them and you hear nothing. Oh, no feedback. So you yeah. don't know. Do they not get it? You know, that whole thing. That's I did, probably worse than a rejection. It is. It, yeah. it is because you yeah. just don't know if they've sent it to the wrong person and, you know, you could be happily published. Then um, one one agent did say he was interested, but he okay. wanted me to send my book to an editor. Okay. So he recommended an editor. I re reached out to that person. I'm sorry, I'm not taking on new writers. Oh, so then found yeah. another editor. And I sent my novel to that editor. And you have to pay them, of course. So of that's course, a nice yeah, yeah. little chunk, chunk of money. And he came back with some interesting comments, wanted to change the, I thought, the whole theme of the book. Right. Okay. So I kind of thought about that. I made some of the changes, not all of them. And then I set that book aside. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of went, oh, I don't know if I like where this is going. And it's probably tarnishing it a little it bit is. for you. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. you have this beautiful thought and oh, there'll be this twist and it'll be so obvious. And then the editor comes back and says, eh, I don't think it's believable. And you're yeah. like, it's fiction. But <laughs> so, then, um, so then I kind of went, I finished that one and I finished Irish Fireworks. And I went, I'm going to go directly to a publisher. Yeah. Well, I went back to the agent and he said, sorry, I'm not taking on new people. So, uh so the, I'm just going to send it to a publisher. So after my research, I found a list of publishers and I sent the book out. And then you have to wait between six weeks, six months oh, or gosh. forever to hear back from okay. a publisher. Okay. So it took probably about three months. And then Austin McCauley Publishers, which uh, they have a number of offices, but I'm working with the London office, came yeah. back and said, we would like to help you with your book. Amazing. And that was the other thing I learned is there's kind of three ways to publish. Yeah. There's self-publishing. Mm -hmm. There is the the avenue where the publisher says, we're going to bankroll the whole shebang. Yeah. Or as I'm learning, a lot of publishers do with new artists is co-publishing. Okay. So Best you both kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You pay for a little bit. And I did ask them. I'm like, like, am I paying for most of it? And they said, you're actually paying for less than okay. half. Okay. So, which was really good to know. And, then you sign contracts and you pay them some money. And then, it, again, it's the waiting game. Yeah. So they have your, your novel. They go through. They put it into a format for the book. They send it back to you. And then you edit it. Now, <laughs> being from Minnesota and this being based in Chicago. Of course. Certain terminology is different. Of course. So yeah. I would say, hey, mom, how are you doing? Yeah. And they would change all my mom, M-O-M to M-U-M, mom. Yeah. Yes, of so course. So I had to go through every single page of the document. And then, of course, you see in Ireland, it's mom, M-A-M. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I had to go through all of it, find all the moms, write it down on this Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and point it out. Send it back to them. They said, thank you very much. Unfortunately, they must have done a control A. Oh, lovely. Because then if you go, shh, mom's the word. Yeah. They put mom's the word. <laughs> so so you have to kind of go back through. But it's it's stuff like that. It's yeah. a process. It really is a process. So what is it like then to hold your uh, baby in your hands for the is, first time? It's incredible. It is yeah. incredible. So briefly, I when I signed up for them, I, I signed up for three types of, of publications. Mm -hmm. uh, the soft cover, like you have in your hand. Yeah. Um, an e-book and an audio book. Oh, lovely. And then they even 
sent me an email one day and said, oh, your uh, trailer is up on YouTube. Amazing. And, 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 well, and then I got a box in the mail and I didn't even know what it was. I'd ordered something from Amazon and I was expecting it that. And I'm like, geez, this is really heavy for some leggings. <laughs> and, and then I saw the name and oh, like goosebumps. And I was doing the whole silly dance around the kitchen and going, yes. Yeah. So it's finely in hand. So it's called Irish Fireworks. As I mentioned there, it's the plot is centering around the O'Brien family who are all firefighters. Tell us a little bit about the plot. Well, it's 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 a story about family firemen and they um, get entangled with the mob. Ooh. And there's a series of arson attacks. And there is a, um, the police are involved, of course, as well. But it kind of follows the four family members into their own little lives and what they're doing. It kind of weaves in and out of each of their lives, but kind of connecting them as well. Okay, so there's yeah. lots of different characters going on. So, and the, and the thing about this is it's it's described as this mix of drama, mix of crime, mm-hmm. but there is romance, oh, which yes. I know you love, Kat, yes. as well, <laughs> from talking to you. Uh, so it's kind of hitting a lot of different genres, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. I, um. In my head, you know, there's life is about romance as well. I mean, it's either the romance of, of danger or it's the romance like, you know, I, I love this person. Yeah. And I maybe I'm just a romantic, but I think every part of our lives have some kind of romantic twinge to it. So oh, I can't yeah. ignore that. So I, it's, I can't help myself. I always have to put it in someplace. Now, it's not it's not X-rated. Yeah. Um. This is not Fifty Shades. No. With firemen, it could be. You know what I mean? I'm it, just throwing it, it yeah, in there, Yeah, it, de- it definitely could. I, I do get a little spicy, <laughs> but it's nothing that I don't think um, I would blush too much if, yeah. if one of my brothers or my sister reads it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So and, and what I love is because there's such an uh, appetite out there for crime and this idea of mixing the mob in and the arson. I'm loving that already. Now, the what this says to me, though, as well, is that there's potentially little twists, little shocking moments. What is that like to write? Do you, do you anticipate the twist yourself or does the twist kind of happen as you're writing? So I, I think my style is a little bit on the unique side. I know a lot of people write storyboards and they yeah. know exactly where their story is going. I write from my head to my fingers. So when a twist comes, I'm probably as surprised as you are, but it just it just flows that way. It just it comes that way. And then when I'm doing the editing process and you go back through and you go, oh, maybe move that sentence up here and things like that. The hard part for me is to lose that twist. Yes. And um but I, I think I did it well in this book. Um, Fantastic. But it is, it is like, it's like opening the door. You don't know what's behind the door. Yeah. This yeah. is it. It's going to keep us at the edge of our seat. Now, I did say this to you before, off the air, that I felt, even just from reading the, the description on this, that there was a potential for a series here without giving too much away. Is there a series or what? Because like, there's a lot of different characters in this family. So, you know. Yeah. So at the end of the book, I hint at a, another story and I've just started writing that one. Amazing. So, yeah, so I can't even tell you where that one's going. Um, but I do hint at kind of a prequel, let's say. Okay, okay. that's got me very intrigued. <laughs> uh, now, it's very important and we should mention this, for co-published authors like yourselves, first-time authors, pre-ordering this baby is very, very important. So how do people pre-order and, and get the book? Well, um, luckily, uh, I, Austin Macaulay Publishers has a link on their website. Fantastic. Just go yep. to Irish Fireworks by Cat Walker 
and they'll have a link there. But you can also Google, and I did, I'm such a geek. You can Google Irish Fireworks by Cat Walker, and it's on Amazon. Um, W.H. Smith, um, Waterstones, uh, Barnes & Noble, so um, Amazon. So there's a few places that you can already pre-order. But it is available tomorrow, yep. is our my official publication date. And so... I suspect some, you know, your local bookstore may not have it on stock. I do know that Academy Books is ordering some in for mm -hmm. the book launch. Um, but if you were to reach out to them with an interest, they could probably get more in for you. Fantastic, which is, again, so important. So uh, the, the book launch as well, we must mention that that's happening on the 22nd of February. Will you be doing a little reading, signing, all that kind of stuff? Yes, yes, definitely. I'm happy to read. Um, definitely signing. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I have a Eventbrite um, up on social media as well, um, just to try to get idea of how many books yeah. we may need. Yeah, fantastic. So people can follow you on Instagram, is it? I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Fantastic. And it's Cat Walker? It's Cat Walker. Perfect, perfect. Well, listen, I'm wishing you all the best to look with this cat. And I definitely think that you have a romance in there as well. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there into the mix for you. But thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Cat Walker there. Irish Fireworks is what it's called. I'm very much looking forward to reading it. I have it here in hand. As we said, austinmacaulay.com. That is where you can find the details details and pre-ordering and also Academy Books as well and that launch is happening the 22nd of February The 11 to 1 show Your local council works for Greedy Blast for the past coming up after the job search LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on LMFM.ie. me the Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. A school transport escort is required for Colosta Riga in Dunshocklin and a special needs assistant for Colosta de Lacey in Ashburn. Details can be found careers.lmetb.ie and the closing date is the 6th of February. Don't forget you can check all the local jobs on the local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Here's a blast from the past now Travis on 11 to 1 Oh we don't any Wayne We don't Travis Why does it always rain on me? Well the good thing about if it is raining is that we can stay in and watch television and I have some great recommendations for you that's on the way the 11 to 1 show. It's Thursday, which means we are talking telly. And tonight at 8.30pm uh, on ITV1, it's Lindsay Burrow, Who Cares for Our Carers? Now, this is very much a British you know, story, but I think a lot of this will resonate with viewers over here. So last year, Lindsay Burrow ran the inaugural Leeds Marathon, which her husband co-founded with his former Leeds uh, Rhinos teammate, Kevin Sinfield, to help raise awareness for motor neuron disease. So Rob... Uh, and, and Sinfield were also awarded CBEs in January for their services to motor neuron disease awareness. But here, Lindsay highlights the demands of unpaid caring, which she continues to do for Rob, a service worth an estimated £162 billion pound a year in the UK. So it's very much an eye-opening documentary, 8.30pm on ITV1 tonight. Uh, now, moving to 
Sunday night and drama, drama. Sunday night, RTE 1, 9.30pm. So it's a new drama series. It's called Blackshore and it's uh, the description of it is when her career in Dublin is threatened due to a series of undue force allegations, DS via Lucy is sent back to her hometown of Blackwater to cool off and investigate a missing persons case. But there she finds herself facing her traumatic past with a tight-knit community that is steeped in secrets and lies. It's a mystery thriller starring Lisa Dwan and it looks really really good so if you're into your crime and sort of you know the lead detective grappling with their own trauma then that's the one for you Blackshore 9.30pm on Sunday night still keeping with drama and this time moving to Amazon if you have Amazon Prime, this is really good. I checked out the first episode of this and it's starring Nicole Kidman. It's uh, called Expats and it's getting really, really great reviews. Um, and people, I think, are going to be absolutely hooked on this. So it, uh, the first of the episodes were launched on the 26th and uh, as they features Nicole Kidman and also um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift star Brian T. And it's based on the book The Expatriates uh, by Janice Y.K. Lee and uh, which produces from Bloom uh, Blossom Films, sorry, producing the rights to the novel. So it features around the lives of wealthy expatriates in Hong Kong whose lives are intertwined with grief, death and despair. And it is really, really good. Do you want a little taster from the trailer? Of course you do. Here it is. I just sometimes want to be alone. Where I'm not somebody's wife, not somebody's mother. Where I'm not defined by tragedy. Don't you ever miss it? Home? I like our life here. <laughs> the help that Traverson makes everything easier. I see his family. You know you always say that, right? You're her employer, not her friend. You know, Hong Kong was supposed to be a fresh start for me. A fresh start, really? At 24? I think my marriage is over. Has David been home? No, ma'am. What am I still doing here? Do you ever imagine yourself living a completely different life? You're just watching them every second, even when your eyes are closed. And I have no idea how it happened. Oh, I don't want to reveal too much, but it is really, really good for people who have Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. It's very twisty, turny. You'll be hooked after the first episode. Van Morrison, bright side of the road. Congratulations, Janet Mooney. You are going along to Kells Musical Society's Panto. It was, of course, the rats that the Pied Piper got rid of. And we will have another chance for you to win tickets on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.